hope I've done my part here turning it on. All right. Amen. What a beautiful day to serve God. Amen. And even tomorrow in the midst of an ugly, cold stretch, it's still a beautiful day to serve God. Every day with the Lord is better than the day before. I'm so glad to be able to call upon the name of the Lord and, and uh, know His presence. And I'm, I'm thrilled by that today. Let's lift up our hands as we start service and ask the Lord to come and visit us in this house love you today, God. We're thankful. You're so good to us, and we ask that you would come and visit this place, enlighten our understanding to the Word, and God, let us be able to please you in all of our days, and all of our deeds, and everything that we do and say, God, serve to honor and to glorify the name of the Lord today. We praise you, and we thank you for your goodness. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Bless the name of the Lord. Bless the name of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. So if you have your Bibles, we're going to read, and I should be up on the board also, Galatians chapter 5 and verse 22 through, I gave her verse 22 through 23, but I'd probably read two more. So I'm, I'm hard on the video team and the sound team and whatever. So anyway, in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, and against such there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Praise God. And I'm thankful today that God has given us some things when we make our way towards Him and commit ourselves towards Him. He doesn't leave us the way He found us. He doesn't just, uh, we have that one-time relationship with God. We pour out our hearts and we cry out to Him and we, and we acknowledge Him and all, and then that's it. But I thank God that as we draw closer to Him and as we yearn for Him, as we spend time in His Word and we pray, that there begins to manifest some things in our lives. Some things begin to change. The affections begin to change. Where He found us is not where He leaves us. And I thank God for that. And so there ought to be, and I want to just encourage us today. If I have anything at all here today, and I want to just encourage you today that there is some fruit in our lives and the fruit of the Spirit in our lives that that ought to begin to manifest itself and show itself in us. And I'm thankful. So as I let me, I just think about at the beginning of 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 every day. I get up early enough in the mornings that there's a time of solitude. There is a time, uh, if work starts at 7, I'm not rolling out of bed at 6.30 and hustling out the door trying to make my way there. There's a period of time set aside early in the morning. And starting tomorrow, my new schedule changes to 5 o'clock in the morning. And so I'm evaluating the amount of time (laughs) that I have in the morning. And I'm determining that I, I do a time of Bible reading and then a time of prayer and just in, in the presence of God. And I'm going to cut my Bible reading in the morning in half and take less time to read but still keep the same amount of prayer. And that I'll, I'll get off an hour early. I start two hours earlier, but I'll get off an hour earlier. So there I'll, be, I'll be able to make that up if I can sit in my recliner at the end of the day and not fall asleep. But, you know, that there's that time that ought to be set aside in every person's life, a time of, of a quiet solitude. And, and, it, and in my life, it's in the morning. 
It's a morning time of prayer. It's a morning time of Bible reading. And I encourage you to, that that's the way you should start your day. Because that, that way you, you have a, a, a presence of God that you should be able to call upon, a Bible reading, a devotion, a, a time of commitment to where choices that are made, to how, how this day is going to affect my life, and, and the choices are made that, that, uh, that choose how the day is going to go. And I don't know how the day is going to go. I don't know if somebody will stab you in the back. You don't know if somebody will run into the side of your car. I have no way of predicting how the day is going to go. But I do have a way of predicting how my heart is going to be when I walk out the door. I do have a way of setting some expectations in my own life. How, how, how I'm, go- I'm going to work and how, it's, how I'm going to respond at work. I, I'm going to set some expectations in my life of, about the cares of life that are, gonna, that are there every day. And I'm going to make some choices. And and those things are going to happen. I cannot tell you here today that everything's going to be a a nice uh, uh, yellow brick road, maybe, as it were. I don't know. And everything through the course, you start living for God, and everything's going to be hunky-dory. And I can testify to the fact that that's not how it goes. But I can also testify to the fact that come what may, the peace of God passes all understanding. And come what may, the presence of God that's determined to be a part of your life can, can keep you through the day. And whatever happens, whether you're, you're mistreated on the job or, or somebody robs you or meets you, just whatever happens in life that doesn't rob you of the presence of God in your life. But it might be one that proves it to us. You know, even Jesus, when, when he was on this earth, had to separate himself and take a time of solitude and take a time of devotion and take a time where he spent uh, a good bit of his time alone and a good bit of his time where he wasn't interacting with anybody at all. And, and, and he found a place aside. Oftentimes he went into the wilderness, it says, and he separated himself. And, and, and uh, his daily... Life was prefaced on the fact that there was a time of solitude. There was a time of preparation of his own spiritual, of his own mind, of his own spiritual being. There was a time when he knew in this flesh that he needed to have a time to prepare himself for the course of the day and for the things that were laid upon him. And and his love for mankind and his love for the souls of men wouldn't just allow him just to casually go through the day. But he needed to find a place to pray and to find a place alone and to find a place where he could draw some strength from the presence of God in his life. And we need that same kind of presence of God in our lives. We're not going to make it through the courses of our day and the things that will befall us and overcome the, 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 the world that we live in, the devil that tries to turn you aside and anger you. We need strength for that battle. We need strength that we find in that time of encouragement. And I'll tell you, the, the, the Scripture talks about the joy of the Lord being our strength. In the presence of the Lord is fullness of joy. So if we're going to have the strength of the, that comes from the joy, then we need to enter into the presence of the Lord for that joy. The, so that we draw strength from, from the joy of the Lord, but we also have a, a presence of God, and the presence of God that gives us strength. And so in His presence, there's fullness of joy. I draw strength from the joy of the Lord, and I find joy in the presence of the Lord. 
And so it's a very purposeful thing that we have to do. It's not a haphazard. It's not a casual thing. It's not just something that that we can decide to do today and not do tomorrow. I need to be very purposeful in the things that happen in my life and very purposeful in the fact that there's a time of solitude. There's a time alone. There's a time when I draw strength from that solitude with God and a time of of dwelling upon His presence and reading His Word and thinking about and, and preparing my response to the course of the day. And so I want to just take a moment here this morning and, and go through each of one of these things that God has poured out upon our lives. The, the, the fact that, it, that there is a fruit of the Spirit that ought to show itself in us. And so I want to look just simply to tell us today, I make purposeful times in our lives where we choose to live for God. And in that time, I choose to allow love to be a part of my life. The very first one of these fruits, it's a fruit of the Spirit, is love. I choose that in my life. I choose to love. I choose that that there will be things that happen in your lives that will come your way that will, a a response, a normal response in the world would be anger and a normal response in the world. And and, and if you follow news at all, anytime there's, there's road rage things that happen and people will respond in a way that is just flesh. And respond in a way that is very unkind. I, I, it comes to mind when, when we were in Hayes, and I don't imagine Jared will remember this at all, but we were on our way to church one Wednesday night, and some guy cut right out in front of us. I mean, I, I had to do the brakes not to run into him. And so, I, being, well, now I'm on my way to church. And I mean, I had, I had my wife and kids in the car, and... and I had to avoid running into this man because he pulled out in front of me. And so being the kind, Holy Ghost-filled person that I am, I tailgated him for blocks. <laughs> and when we made our turn to go park, and at that time we were having service and, and it wasn't a church building, but we pulled in and we parked. And lo and behold, if this man didn't go around the block and park and come into church... And I had just had a response. I, you know, he didn't wave at him anyway or any fashion at all. But I, I wasn't kind in tailgating him. But you never know who you're going to meet and how you're going to meet him. And he came in and he sat through. And I, I led the service that night. <laughs> I just got angry all the way there and had led service. And this man came up and sat near the front. And it was obvious that he wasn't a church kind of guy. And, and I think he probably was, had been indulging in some beverages. And, but when he sat there and we began to have service and we began to have a move of God, tears began to flow out of his eyes. I don't think he ever came back again to another service. But the response that I had, if he could have seen in his rearview mirror and looked at me, it might not have been exactly what I wanted him to see. But we have choices that we can make and how we respond to things that happen in our lives. And there's no occasion that happens to us where we can justify a response of hatred. There's no occasion that, that warrants any kind of a bitterness in our response at all. We have to make that today. We have to make that conscious decision at the beginning of our day, how I'm going to respond to the things that happen to me. These are choices. And I gave them the title of, for, for this little talk this morning about choice fruits. 
I choose some things in my life, and I choose to bear a fruit of holiness. I choose to bear a fruit of a love towards somebody, regardless of how they respond to me and regardless of how they treat me. I choose to love him. And I, I can think, and, and we can, if you would, maybe just real quickly, let's turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And it's very clearly a chapter about... Um, about love, it follows after the, the chapter 12 where it talks about all the, the gifts of the Spirit being poured out and all the gifts that God desires to pour out upon His church to equip us in the, in the ministries. But He also talks about the gifts, the, how valueless those gifts are and how valueless all of those things that God pours out as gifts of the Spirit, how little value they possess if we don't love. And how little value there is in all of that if there's not a love in us. He said, though I speak with tongues of men and angels, and I have not charity. And that word charity is translated into love. If I don't have love, I become like sounding brass and a tinkling cymbal. I'm just so much noise. Just so much and and just noise. He said, if I have the gift of prophecy, the understanding of mysteries, knowledge, and have all faiths that I could move mountains and I don't love, not only am I noise, but I'm nothing. I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not love, I profiteth me nothing. So in other words, there's not a whole lot you can do. Even in the spiritual realm, there's not a whole lot you can do if you have all the gifts of the Spirit and you have all and you give everything that you have and you give your, your body to be burned. There's not a whole lot of value in it at all if, if there's no love accompanied with it. And so he begins to list some things. Charity suffers long. It's kind. It envies not. It vaunteth not itself. It's not puffed up. doesn't behave itself unseemly. Seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil, rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. And I want to challenge us here today that that is a conscious choice that we have to make. That is a very conscious decision in the quiet solitude of your morning to allow the fruit of the Spirit to bear itself out in your life is because I choose to love. I choose my response to be not what the flesh wants. And I choose my response to be something that that is from the anointing of God in our lives. That it comes from the presence of God in us. Because the flesh will respond with hand gestures. And the the flesh will respond with with a vocabulary. And the flesh will respond in an angry and a mean way. And and, and those are the things of the flesh. But it talks about love that never fails. And it says where there's prophecies, where there's all those outpourings of the gifts of the Spirit of God, they're going to fail. Tongues will fail. Tongues will cease. Knowledge will vanish away. And that which is perfect is come. That which is in part shall be done away. And, then, and it talks about when I was a child, I understood as a child. Uh, I thought as a child. When I came a man, I put away those things. He says, but now at the end, he says, now abideth faith, hope, charity, these three. But the greatest of these is charity. The greatest of these, if you have any choice at all in, in the affairs of your life and how your life is going to conduct itself through the course of the day, choose to love. The choice fruit of the Spirit, and the very first one is I choose love. 
I choose to love. I make a conscious decision. And sometimes you'll have to approach that decision through the course of the day and remember that I choose to love. I choose to love. Let's move on to the next one. I choose joy. I choose joy. And I just read to you or talked about a little bit this morning about how that even Jesus had to find a place of rest because the joy of the Lord is our strength. And we need the strength of the Lord in our lives. So I choose to have the joy of the Lord as my strength. I invite God to be part of my circumstances. I refuse to be cynical. I refuse to see people as anything else than, than God's creation. I choose to be able, I, I refuse to see any problem as, that, that can rob me of my joy, as, of any problem that comes, takes place in my life as anything other than an opportunity for God to show himself. And, and anything, it come what may, it can, it's going to be cold this week, and I've been kind of having a questionable response on the uh, ignition of my Suburban. It's old and it's maybe getting a little rebellious. But uh, when you turn the key, I expect that it's going to start. And I, this week, or yeah, this last week, I turned the key and it made funny noise and did anything but start. So I trust that I have fixed the thing that's wrong with it. But, you know, if it's going to break, it's going to be 30 below. <laughs> if it's going to break, it's going to be really ugly cold. Along the way, but you know what? Any problem that comes into my life is not going to rob me of the joy of the Lord. It's not going to cause me to throw my hands up in the air and wonder, why is me? Oh, woe is me. Good things happen to people. Bad things happen to people. But there's a conscious decision in our lives that I am going to choose to be contented. I'm going to choose to have joy in my life. I'm going to choose to know that God has has touched a place in me that come what may, I'm not going to get all worked up about it. There's joy that cannot be taken away. And then the next one, it says, the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace. I'm going to live forgiven. I'm going to live, I'm, I'm going to live forgiven so that, you know what? I, I can live to forgive. I can live in, a, in such a way that, there, that people will recognize something. Not only there's a love, there's a joy, but there's a peaceableness about it. I'm not going to allow something to come and disrupt the peace that's in my life. And, and as far as me and my house, as far as we're going to live at peace with all men, I'm going to be, if there's a, a conflict going on, if there's something at work and it happens, people talk about one another, they talk about one another, they talk behind one another. And, and if you're in the world, that's just the way the world behaves. But as far as I'm concerned, I'm going to be at peace. Whether I get a response or not, if, if, if I come to, just think about it. If you come to somebody and you want to um, ask their forgiveness and their response is not to forgive you, is that going to then change the fact? Is that going to change the demeanor? Is that going to change the, 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 the you know, because I'm expecting you to forgive me. And if they don't, does that change it at all? My peace is not going to be prefaced and it's not going to be prerequisite upon the response I get from somebody. The people will talk and they do talk about you and behind you and around you and all that, but don't worry about it. 
just choose some things in your life. I choose to love them. I choose to have joy in my life. And I choose to allow peace of God to fill me. And I can live forgiven so that I can forgive. And, my, and their response to my peaceful act towards them or my attempt to make peace with them is not going to change it. Their response? Is your, is your forgiveness only prerequisite upon their response? But no, it's not. It's prerequisite on the Spirit of God that dwells in me. And if they choose to forgive, if you ask for it, then, you know, I'm going to live forgiven. The next one is, after peace, is long-suffering. You know, I'm going to... that Long-suffering... That means you're going to overlook some forget, you're going to overlook some circumstances. You're going to overlook some inconveniences. If somebody cuts you off in line, just say we're going to the supermarket and it's a long line and they cut in front of you. I only got a couple items and they got a cart full. But they hustle, they hustle really quick and so they get there ahead of you. What is what does that do for you? You know what? Not only would I not Will I suffer long with them? But, you know, I'll, will you invite them? Say, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Instead of cursing them or, or putting on some kind of a frown or putting on some kind of a face, well, I'll invite them. Go ahead, take my place. I'm preaching to myself here. Because <laughs> I'm the guy, that I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hustle ahead of somebody, you know, but... Uh, it's in that quiet time and solitude in the morning that we make some decisions. We choose to bear some fruit in our lives. We choose to bear the fruit of love and joy and peace. And you will have to choose to bear the fruit of long-suffering. Uh, put up Titus chapter 3 and verse 1 and 2. I put them in mind to be subject to principalities and powers, to obey magistrates, to be ready to every good work. In verse, to speak evil of no man, to be no brawlers, but gentle, showing all meekness unto all men. That's a conscious decision on your part, because that's contrary to the man of God. But in the early, quiet solitude of my day, I choose to show all meekness unto all men. I choose to be long-suffering towards someone. I'll invite them to take my place instead of cutting them off. Instead of complaining for the, for the weight, for the line to be moving too slow and wondering what's going on and complaining about it, use that time for a moment of, of just <sighs> rest. A time that you just stand there with nothing to do but wait for the line to move. And instead of filling your mind with, why is this line moving so slow? Just fill it with a time that says, ah, time when I got nothing to do. A time of rest time of peacefulness. Instead of clenching your fist at a hard task, look at it as a challenge and face it with courage. And look at it as a challenge and face it with the, you know what, with me and God, we're going to get our way through this. And we're going to make our way through this. Put up Second Timothy chapter 2. And the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach, patience. In meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves, if God peradventure will give them repentance to acknowledging of the truth. And then one more verse. And they that, may, that, and that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil or are taken captive by him at his will. If you will choose some responses in your lives, where I'm not held captive 
to my flesh. I'm not held captive to the response of the world. I'm not held captive to the way the world is going to respond to some things. I choose to allow some things in my life, and it's not going to just happenstance. It's because there's a conscious decision to make it happen, and a conscious decision. I choose gentleness. Nothing that I, that I am going to gain, I'm going to gain by force. I'm going to be gentle. And the only demands that I'm going to make, I'm going to make demands on myself. I'm going to make demands that says, if anything can change, let it change in me. I'm not going to demand something from somebody else. And if I raise my voice, let me raise it only in praise. If I lift up my hands at anything at all, let them lift them up to praise unto God. If I do anything at all, I want to give gentleness and goodness. If I clench my fists at anything, let it be clenched in prayer. Put up James chapter 3. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, easily to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in them, is sown in peace of them that make peace. That's a conscious decision on our part. The fruit that we bear of righteousness is sown in peace. It's sown, which means it's planted. If it's going to bear fruit at all, if we're going to have fruit, it's something that gets planted. It's sown. It's put into the ground. And, and I expect that there ought to be some fruit that comes up from it. So I choose also, the next gentleness, I choose to have goodness in my life. I'll do without a dollar before I will take a dishonest one. I'll overlook before I'll boast. I'll let somebody else get credit for something that I did before I'll boast and say that it was me. I choose goodness. Romans chapter 2, verse 3 and thinkest thou this, O man, that judgest them which do such thing, and doest the same, that thou shalt escape the judgment of God? Or despisest thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and longsuffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance? There's times in our lives where people are going to gonna come against you. But I choose rather to do without. I choose rather to confess before I'll accuse I'll choose rather to find a place of repentance rather than to find a place where I can accuse somebody. But let your moderation be known unto all men. Amen. I choose to be faithful, to keep promises. I choose to be faithful. I keep my promises. My debtor is not going to regret their trust in me. If I, I pay my bills... I'm going to be faithful in that. My wife is not going to doubt my love. My children are not going to doubt the fact that their father's coming home at the end of the day. The people that I work with are not going to question whether I'm honest or not. The associates, my associates are not going to question my word. And, and you know what? Sometimes that costs you. I, I, if I make a mistake, I'll take credit for it. If I broke it, I, I broke it. If I didn't break it, well, I try to say I didn't break it, but you know what? I'll, I'd rather suffer abuse than to stand up and defend. But I choose to be faithful. I keep your promises. If you say you're going to be there, be there. If you say you're going to give it, give it. 
if, if you say, if you take out a loan and it says it's due every month on the 15th, pay it. Be faithful. Be faithful in the things that you do. And, and, and don't let people wonder or question your word. If you say it, and you could, there's a ways to talk around a lie. I mean, you can not actually tell a lie, but make somebody to believe something else. It's still a lie. Uh, even though you, I mean, and that, it, there's a, I think there must be a college class in doing that because they seem to get elected to public office. <laughs> the talk around, you ask a simple question, but they talk around in circles where they don't actually give an answer and they make you to believe something else has happened. When really, you know, just be flat out, tell the truth. Be faithful, tell the truth. And, and I choose to be temperate. This would be the last one in that. The fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. Temperance, in Philippians 4 and 5, let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. I just thought like uh, I'm up on this roller coaster of emotions. I'm not up on, I'm high one day and low the next day, or high one minute and down the next minute. Things come into life. Things happen in our lives that ought to not throw us for a loop. But somehow that there's, a, 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 there's an even keel about you. There's a, there's a, a, a place there where, where we just find ourselves at an even keel. So it says, I choose temperance. I'm impassioned only by one thing. I'm impassioned by God. I'm impassioned by my faith in God. And I'm, I want to be, if there's any type of a up and down at all, let it be the fact that I'm impassioned by the presence of God. I'm impassioned by the preaching of the word. I'm impassioned by the opportunity. I'm influenced by what moves God. If I move to a place that puts me up on a high, let it be the presence of God in our lives. And, and, and if anything at all, if, if I'm drunken by anything, let it be by the joy of the Holy Ghost. If, if anything at all that moves me and draws me and, and, and moves me out of an even keel, let it be the presence of God. I give my all. I lift up my hands and shout. I lift up my voice. And if you see me impassioned about anything at all, it's in the house of God. It's in the presence of God. It's in the things of God. And I'll not let things that are temporal in this life, things that are going to rot, things that are going to melt away, I'm not going to allow those things to affect what's eternal in my life. And so I, you have to make that conscious decision to allow yourself to be temperate. Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Hallelujah. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, faithfulness, temperance. To these things I consciously commit my day. If I succeed... I give God the thanks. And if I fail, I ask for mercy. I ask for His grace. And I ask for your forgiveness. But I'm not going to get weary in well-doing. Because in due season, if we'll reap if we faint not. If we purposely determine and make these things a part of our lives, God's blessing will be poured out upon you. And there'll be a peace that passes all understanding. The joy of the Lord become your strength. 
but it's just not something that falls in your lap because I got up today. It's because I make some decisions in my life. The Word of God is a part of my life. The house of God is a part of my life. Fellowship with people of like precious faith. I fellowship with people that talk right, that behave themselves. I, I don't hang around with people that I, I, I... Now, I mingle with them at work. I, I, I honestly work with a guy that cannot say two words without adding some kind of uh, unkind explicative in it. But I choose on my time and my house and my place that I'm going to hang around with good people. And I'm going to hang around with people that have the fruit of the Spirit in their lives and reach for those that we can reach. And I thank you today. God, let's, let's stand today. I want to be done and dismiss you.